Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today is day two with our special guest. He is the lead pastor of Morningstar Church and acting president of Morningstar Ministries in Fort Mill, South Carolina, Pastor Chris Reed. Our co-hosts today are Maricela Woodall and Mondo De La Vega. And now, live from Grace Street at Morningside, USA, here's your host, Ricky Baker. Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. It is a blessing that you chose to tune in with us today, so don't turn that dial. We have an exciting, exciting show with you with Pastor Chris Reed. Yes. And I hope that you tuned in yesterday because today we have another power-packed show to you. Chris Reed serves as the leading pastor and is the president of Morningstar Ministries in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Chris's show, Prophetic Chronicles, airs Sunday at 8.30 p.m. on the PTL television network. I want to watch this clip before we get started today. You know, my specific prayers were um, intimacy with Sean's intimacy in the relationship and restoration, you know, restoration in their relationship. Um, it, it could be so much more. It could be so much more than it is. And just this true intimacy where the love of the Father Physical, you know, the earthly love of the Father just is Which so present. Which represents an earthly form of the love right. of the Heavenly Father. And so many people struggle with their relationship with the Heavenly Father if they have a skewed perspective of Him based off their struggling relationship with the earthly Father. Does that make sense? It affects, yes. It can affect someone's entire life, their marriage, everything. This is a major thing. Yes, I, and I think so too. I mean, lately I've just been reflecting so much on the love of the Father. And, you know, for the first time this year, like I, I, I now know what the love of the Father feels like and it changes everything. Everything. It changes how you look at people. It changes how you parent. It changes how all of your relationships. And so, you know, those were some of my specific prayers for his relationship with his dad. So Lois starts praying for Sean and his relationship with his father. And, you know, she prayed specifically some of what I had prayed, you know, and Sean comes back and he's telling me this, you know, and we're just, I mean, we're just so in awe of the Lord. And um, it was such a marking weekend for us. You know, it was just, again, the Lord is just taking us on such a deep journey, like just showing us the depths of who he is. You had been overcome when this, when the word came forth, you felt something you never, never felt, felt before mm -hmm. that people mm -hmm. need. That's what is different about mm -hmm. when the prophetic mm -hmm. is, and you had the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But I believe the angel of his presence brings a unique atmosphere that goes above and beyond what we're even used to. Amen. Amen. Well, you know yes. what I love about the show yeah. is he's not only dealing with the prophetic, but he's dealing yeah, with real world it. issues such as the love of the Father, your identity yes. in Christ. Amen. You know, I was reading here in 1 Corinthians, it's in chapter 15, verse 3 says this, For I pass unto you as the most important what I also have received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And I'll skip over to verse 20 where it says, But as it is, Christ has been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, which was Adam, the resurrection 
of the dead also come through a man, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. For just as in Adam we all die, so as in Christ we will all be made alive again. Yes. And that's you, Praise brother God. and sister, that is you. That yes. you are made alive again in Christ. That your old man has passed away. You no longer identify with him. You identify with the DNA that is yes. Jesus Christ. Amen. But what a powerful thing that we have yes. a show like this That's on it. the PTL yes. Television Network. Listen, yes. the Holy Spirit has affected individuals, families, and even entire countries. And this program, Prophetic Chronicles with Chris Reed, literally chronicles the events in people's lives and the testimonies. And I want to make sure that you tune in every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to the PTL Network. I want you to write this down, ptlnetwork.com. And I want you to go and visit the channel listings in your area because it's going to give you a whole list of the cities and the regions that this program airs every single Sunday and better yet, if you're available to download the official PTL Network app on your phone, you can do it for free today, right now, and start watching the Prophetic Chronicles with Chris Reed. Yes. Also, I want to remind you that if you own a Roku device, Apple yes. TV device, or, or an Amazon Fire Stick device, you can download the free channel right now and get in tune with what's happening with Prophetic Chronicles. Mm -hmm. Amen. The Jim Baker yes, Show is there 24 right. hours right. a day on the demand. The Mondo Show. My program, The Mondo Show, Live uh -huh. with Lori. And I want to remind you, we got some amazing guests coming up on The Jim Baker Show that you do not want to miss in the next few days. For example, Pastor Paul Begley is going to be here. Pastor Rick Joyner is going to be joining Amen. us and giving us an update about his health and what's going on there at Morningstar. Joe Richardson. Uh, Pastor Perry Stone, uh, Carl Gallops, Alan DiDidio is going to be here, Robert Henderson, lineup. and of course, Jeremiah Johnson as well is going to be wow. joining us. So you don't want to miss any of those upcoming programs, but make sure that you visit ptlnetwork.com and get all the latest on the lineups that the Prophetic Network yeah. is offering today. Amen. Mm -hmm. Pastor awesome. Chris, I, I want to jump right into something. I really feel like the Holy Spirit is, is asking me to ask you this. Why do you think it is that the enemy is so bent on destroying the nuclear family? Why is he so adamant about removing fathers from our nation and from our global establishment as a family? Because the family is the foundation of any society. And when a nation demoralizes manhood, uh, fatherhood, or the role of a husband and you know, for years there was almost just like this portrayal as, uh, of dads and husbands as kind of like the the Homer Simpson's, you know, klutz of the household. And I think what happened, we had a generation of um, fatherless sons that have grown up, you know, maybe didn't understand responsibility or how to treat a woman or how to raise children. And then what happened is, is the relationships don't last and the Marxist ideology is dependent upon the failure of the nuclear family, because if the nuclear family fails, that means the likelihood, not necessarily required, but the likelihood of one income household with a single mom working and with children, uh, and then you, know, you got a dad paying Child support, it requires, basically what it does is it puts more people on government assistance. And the more people 
that they can get on any form of government assistance, the larger they can grow government and increase spending, which ultimately is the goal of Marxism and socialism, is to increase welfare and social uh, spending more and more and more to where it is the predominant part of the annual budget. And it, it, it's a, as a result of the nuclear family being destroyed. And so the government then becomes the husband, it becomes the father, and the education system replaces what mom and dad can teach. There's just so much um, that can happen when the nuclear family dissolves. And that's why it's a priority of Marxism, which is rooted in communism, which of course is demonic at its core. Yes. We have seen, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. I just want to say, you know, truly what Chris is saying, we've experienced that firsthand. We lived through what America calls the inner cities of America, the That's ghettos right. of America, where we watched the fathers be taken out of the homes. The, the mothers at that point were led to look to the government to take care of every need that they had for their homes, for their food, for the, to put food on the table. But not only now are we watching this where it used to just stay in the corners and the four square of the inner cities and the ghettos of America, we're now watching this take place in the middle class. It's now entering into the middle class stages of America where they've taken over the education. They're telling you how you should parent your children, what you can say, what you can't say. And so we're watching, as Chris, you just said it, it's a government takeover of what the father and, and the institution that God established to be. And that's why I believe as we're seeing our young generation right now, Lord, I'm crying out for our young generation. Amen. We're believing the Lord to rescue this young generation. They are a fatherless generation. And I'm so grateful that you're teaching on the love of the father. That's right. I believe that as we saw that, Chris, and you mentioned it there, what we're seeing politically taking place and from the government, but even in the spirit realm, many don't know the Lord as God the father. And so it was God the father that met us at the altars, who met us where we were, who gave us unconditional love to turn our lives, to turn away from sin, to run towards him. But do you believe, Chris, right now, we're seeing our young people, they're rioting in the streets, they're, they're taking over the shops, they're going in, they're robbing, they're doing things that we never thought we would see in our nation. What do you believe is taking place with these young people right now? And what do we do? That's the thing that I always say, God, what is it that we do? How do we help our young people? Well, we did not get here overnight. I mean, this this is something that started, you know, you could argue the date when it started, but especially 20 and 30 years ago. I remember, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 39, so I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s, and I can remember very clearly a lot of television programming that were kind of dumbing down the fathers when the spirit of Elijah, Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, before that great and terrible day of the Lord, it says that the spirit of Elijah will come and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers to bridge that generational gap that has been that is that is that has been brought about and this division that we are seeing play out right now with the absence of the father the disciplinary figure but also the loving figure and and you know in fatherhood and so i would simply say 
this is, and I, I, and I'm not demeaning anybody that needs, truly needs help, but you know, the, the fact is, uh, the government has become so many people just say this is a political argument, but this is a constitutional argument. If you're an American, you should care about this because our founding documents, our constitution, uh, never gave the federal government the right to speak to issues like social issues, like abortion. Okay, this is that they 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 never gave the federal government the right to speak to education or health care. And this is why the Department of Education, uh, Ob Obamacare, this is why all of these things have caused education to lose. I mean, you know, test scores, reading capability has dropped because teacher unions have hijacked, taken control of education, which is why the church, this is why we are, are really trying to promote alternative education, homeschooling, private schools, Christian schools, and make it affordable uh, health care. I mean, these are things that the federal government was never given the authority uh, to have. It was for the states to have that authority. Anything that the federal government has taken control of that the Constitution didn't give them the right to, they've totally messed it up, which is why we need, it's important for people to be involved and engage in culture because the only way we're ever going to have a hope of changing, and, I, and I'm not giving up on America, is we've got to put people in positions of power that understand limited government, personal responsibility, the nuclear family, traditional moral values. There's, you know, you either got an X and an X or an X and a Y chromosome. You know, they tell us to follow the science, right? Follow the science until it comes down to basic biology, and then it's not follow the science, just follow whatever feels good. And so they're totally hypocritical in their arguments, and this is why we need a clear clarion call not to, not, and for people to not cater to this stuff that, that the left wants to silence conservative voices, they think, well, if we can just dig up enough dirt on Christians or dig up enough dirt on conservatives, we'll get them to be quiet. Listen, they don't care about uh, your sin. They don't care about what you want to do with your life. They just want to make believers and conservatives out to be hypocrites. And they know a lot of times the church folks and conservatives will take that bait. That's what they did to Brett Kavanaugh. That's what they did to, you know, the, the, the Supreme Court justices that were conservative. I mean, they'll dig through your high school yearbook just to make you out to be a hypocrite. They don't care about the actual issue. They're all for people living together outside of marriage. They're all for, you know, no holds barred on sexual immorality. They just want to silence you by hanging over your head that we can find some fault or dig up some dirt on you, and that's how we can get you to keep your mouth shut, and the church cannot cater to that. Amen. You know, Amen. I, want to make, I just want to make yeah. a quick note. Amen. Mothers are exhausted. Mothers for far too long have been playing two roles in the home. And when a mother is exhausted, when a grandmother's exhausted because the lack of a father figure in the home, the result is what we're seeing in the streets today. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I'm not just talking about inner city kids. You're seeing little Timmy, That's right. Jimmy in, in middle America, rebelling against society, rebelling against 
the structure of the home. And I want you to pray for all the mothers out there that are exhausted yes, playing a role that they were never meant to play, yet they stepped up to the plate to be a father figure in the home, to be that leader in the home. And I tip my hat to every mother out there that has been praying, yes, that stood the test of time. Yes. And I want to make sure that every mother out there knows that there's hope. That's amen. Right. The hope is in the church. Every man in the church needs to step up and be a leader in the community. Yes. I love Deion Sanders. I, I got to meet him many, many times and, and, and got to know him. But I love what his statement of faith is now that he's coaching football. Mm -hmm. He said, Mama, you sang your boy home to the college. We're going to send back a man. Amen. Why? Because it is so important that a young man understand what his role is in the community, in the church, at home. And if we don't start raising these boys to become men, we're going to have the results that we're seeing today, Ricky. That's right. We got to get back to the word. The church has got to be present in the circle of community. We have to be able to influence in ways that that's why every man that is out there hearing my voice, do not give up Amen. Yes. on right. this generation. That's right. We need the older generation to stay with us. You have the wisdom. You have the experience. We have the strength to carry that forward. But we need you not to pull away Amen. from the game yes. right now. We need you to get back and engage That's in right. Bible studies and discipleship programs Amen. and be able to understand what is the role of a godly man. That's Amen. Right. That's Amen. right. And if your identity is rooted anywhere else other than the Bible, I will tell you right now, your identity, the foundation of it will crumble every single time. Then you said something beautiful, and that was that, you know, people need to understand God the Father. Yeah. Yes, he is a good judge. He is a holy judge. He is a just judge. But we need to understand God the Father. I love the story of the prodigal son. Why? Because the son had gone through all these things, and he understood, you know what? I want to go back home. I'm even willing to be a servant to my father. But what did the father do? He ran to his son. He put the uh, family robe on him. He put the family ring back on him. He put sandals on his feet. He said, you are well accepted again back into my household. And I want to say, brother and sister, if you're watching this right now, yes. you are well accepted back into God's household. You are well accepted back into the kingdom of God. Get back in a, go a good, loving church, one that teaches the Bible, the whole Bible, and nothing but the Bible. And I'll let you know right now that God will meet you where you are every single time. I think it's more important now than ever to have things like discipleship programs. Mm -hmm. Now, Morning Star has a school of prophecy. And uh, Pastor Chris Reed, would you be able to tell us about the Morning Star School of Prophecy? Yes. So it starts in September, but it goes from September until May of 2024. Now, it's one weekend a month. It's the second weekend of each month, and it starts Thursday night. Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday night, and Saturday morning, and then it's done. And so it's a day and a half, basically, each month. And in that day and a half, there's seven sessions. Once again, seven sessions each month from September till May. People can come in person uh, and do the course uh, just for those, you know, that day and a half or those two nights and staying in Heritage International Ministries here uh, that Pastor Jim built this place. Uh, where we're currently, uh, you know, our ministry is based. He built this place. And so they can stay with a really good rate in our hotel, or they can do it online from home. And this is what's incredible. It's half the price. They get all the teachings. You can go back and re-listen to them. 
and all the activations and trainings. And here's the thing. We've done it the last two years since I've been at Morningstar. In the last two years, we've had between three and 400 students each year. And the probably close to 90% of them have said after that was over, you know, we stuck the whole year out and we have dramatically increased in words of knowledge, words of wisdom, dreams, um, you know, just prophecy, seeing future events. Uh, and it's just really been something to see that community develop. And some people have been taking the course. This is their third year because they loved it so much. And so MSSOP.com is where they can go to register or scan that QR code there, MSSOP.com. And once again, they can do it online at home or they can do it in person and and invest in the development of your spiritual gifts. You know, Samuel and Elijah had a school of the prophets. People say you can't teach prophecy. No, but you can sure teach people how to learn to develop their prophetic filter, how to differentiate between the voice of their own mind and the voice of God and what that sounds like. That's right. And you can help them know how to get into the intimate place with the Lord. And that's what I love about that. Morningstar is a ministry that we support. We also have a discipleship program here at Morningside that if you're interested in joining, come on and join us. Get into any type of program you can that pushes you closer to the Lord. So grandparent, mother or father, if you're watching this and you say, you know what, I just need to get my grandson, my granddaughter, my child into something. By all means, there are many great opportunities for that. Well, Chris, we're going to jump right into the show. People are excited to hear what you have to say. Right before we jump into this, let's watch this prophecy by John Kilpatrick about a great earthquake. When a woman gets to where she's ready to give birth, her pains are more frequent and they're more intense. Yes. But now when Jesus was here, I've said this so many times, when Jesus was here, I'm not sure he taught as a prophet. Now he was a prophet, but I'm not so sure he wasn't speaking as a master engineer because he made the earth. Yes, he did. Or a volcanologist, or a seismologist, Hmm. or a meteorologist. He made all things, and all things were made for him and by him. So when they ask him the question, what will be the signs of the end of the age, we would have never known anything about earthquakes being a sign of his coming had Jesus himself not told us that. That's right. And if you look in in Revelation, it says that there will be an earthquake so great such as men has not been, since men has been upon the earth. If you look over in Isaiah, it says there will be such an earthquake that the earth will reel to and fro like a drunkard. And it said that the islands of the sea will pass away and the cities of the nation will fall. And it said the earth will be utterly broken down. Now, what's happening right now is there's earthquakes on a level that many people can absorb and understand. Like if an earthquake comes to Mexico City, it shakes that region. If it comes to Los Angeles, it shakes that region. But actually, what the Bible's talking about in Revelation and what the Bible's talking about in Isaiah is an actual earthquake. Oh, oh. The whole that earth. The whole change. earth will quake. <laughs> it said that there will be an earthquake such as met since man has not been upon there. It said the cities of the nations, plural, will fall. The islands of the seas <clears throat> will fall because of tidal waves. And it said the earth is utterly broken down. You know, in Matthew, Jesus said, Matthew quoted Jesus as saying there'll be earthquakes in diverse places. But Luke quoted him as saying there'll be great earthquakes in diverse places. Now, a great earthquake is anything 6.0 and above. 
But the time is coming when there's going to be earthquakes that will literally affect the earth. Now, when they had that one down in Chile a few years ago, mm-hmm. yes. that tilted the earth a little bit more on its axis, and it's affected the weather patterns. When we had the one in Sumatra, Indonesia, mm-hmm. that tilted the earth just a little bit on its axis. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're growing in intensity and rapidity, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to leave just affecting a region like a city or a state, and after a while it will affect the whole world. Because the, if you read it, it says the nations of the earth fall, and the earth is utterly broken down. So you, these fault lines that run through and the ring of fire with the volcanoes and all, all that's going to be affected at one time during the tribulation period. Mm. Now that was a word from Pastor John Kilpatrick. But Pastor, you also prophesied a coming of a split in America. Can you tell us more about what you saw? Yeah, so in the uh, $50 bill dream that I shared on yesterday's program, uh, there was a consequence of a split right down the middle of the nation as a result of the U.S. supporting the two-state solution. This was in my dream. The two-state solution, um, the Israeli and Palestinian two-state solution. So it was if my interpretation was, I got the headline that said, U.S. supports or, the, you know, the two-state solution in Israel. And then the next headline was the earthquake that was under my feet, and I actually felt it shake. And so it was as if God was saying, if you support the dividing of the nation of Israel, I will divide your nation right down the middle. I, I just, I think that is, that's what's going to happen. And I do believe there is a... um you know, one of the things I prophesied for 2023 was I saw a shaking or an earthquake come to New York. Well, it's interesting. We actually had a New York earthquake above, you know, the regular 1 or 1.0 or 2.0. We had like a 3.0 uh, earlier this year. I think it was north of... Um, one of the major cities there, Buffalo, I believe. And then get this, I want to share this prophecy with you. Uh, I, I gave this prophecy in um, January of 2019. And this prophecy was that there was going to be a great California earthquake. But but before that, that there would be a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So I, I just, this just take me a couple minutes to read. I said, I understand that prophets have been calling uh, on judgment on California since the days of William Branham and before, and that will come. But I've seen several things, including a great increase of earthquake activity in California, but not because of judgment yet. First, he's going to shake the Cal- California loose of the burdens and bands and many of the burdens and bands of wickedness that have been on that state for 30 years. California will shake with earthquakes, mudslides, a major one. California will see a huge amount of flooding and rainfall that will cause these mudslides. I heard it said in the spirit, it's not been like this in over 20 years, but this will lead to LA and Southern California will explode with a final revival. Yes, there's great spiritual warfare, but God is extending his hand to California 
He's not judging them just yet. And the amount of rainfall that they will soon come will be historic, and it will be a picture of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit soon to come. Now, why am I sharing this prophecy now? I shared this prophecy in light of the recent hurricane, tropical storm Hillary, that hit Southern California. Now, that there were parts of California and Nevada that had historic amounts of rainfall and simultaneously, now this is important, there was a 5.1 earthquake hit at the same time, just, just north of L.A., at the same time Hillary hit. Now, why is that significant? Because my prophecy said that when there would be historic flooding and rainfall, there would be an increase, dramatically, of increase or activity. And after the 5.1 there were over 200 aftershocks that were 2.0 or above. Now, here's what's interesting. The day that happened, that earthquake happened, we already knew that the, that the uh, hurricane was coming, but it was on a Sunday. And I was preaching here locally in Fort Mill, South Carolina. We're just 15 minutes out of the Charlotte. I was preaching in our 11 a.m. service. And local time for us, Eastern time, at 12 40 uh, p.m. I'm sorry, it was 12.40 p.m. I shared that. Five hours and one minute later from when I shared that prophecy, five hours and one minute later, a 5.1 earthquake hit while the hurricane was bringing historic rainfall simultaneously. So a 5.1 happened five hours and one minute after I shared publicly the prophecy to a, to a T. And so I believe that this is a sign that the sons of God and the sons of the wicked one are coming to full maturity. The wheat and the tares are coming to full maturity simultaneously. While the darkness is getting darker, the light is getting lighter. And so there is a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's yet to come. But right after, there's going to be a judgment and I believe it will include earthquakes that will, as John Kilpatrick said, who I greatly respect and admire, will shake the earth to its core. And not only will it split the nation, I think that we will see the West Coast have a tidal wave that will reach places we never imagined. Amanda, mm. you, you really wow. live in the news. You see these things. They're all happening at once. Yeah. You know, the last decade or so, one of the prophetic words that dad, your friend Jim Baker, has shared is the suddenly and the conversions all at once. Mm -hmm. When they begin to happen one after another, that's what you look for. And what we're watching right now is shaking taking place in areas that normally won't, won't, won't see this type of shaking. Yeah. Let me just give you a perspective. California is experiencing shaking. The heartland of America is experiencing shaking. That's right. The east coast of America is experiencing shaking, not randomly, all at the same right. time, one after another, triggering what experts are considering the big one. Now, right now, the conversations of the big one is not in California. The big one could be in the east coast of the United States. 
as much as the new Madrid, which runs in the middle of the heartland of the United States, just in June, which is considered halfway through the year, experienced over 175 plus earthquakes in the new Madrid. Yesterday morning, when we were doing the first program, the report came that over 40 earthquakes in that region. What we're watching at the same time is drought, flooding, a surge of earthquakes all happening at the same time. Fire and when you fire. learn to understand the prophetic timeline, you begin to understand that God's men and women have been warning. This is why it's so critical at the beginning. You may ask yourself, why are you guys talking about the, the prophetic schools and the discipleship? Is because in the days that we're in right now, your own household is going to have to learn how to hear from God. It's going to be a time where you cannot hear from the men and women of God. What is going to happen when, when they decide to take over the Internet and decide to shut us all off? That's right. You're going to have to have someone in your home that is listening to God's voice, that is a watchman on the wall for your family to understand on how to pray for the things that are coming. When you learn about the news, you begin to align yourself with what God has already foretold in different books of the Bible, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Daniel. We can go down the list. And then the modern-day prophets like Chris Reed, Rick Joyner, John Kilpatrick, Jim Baker, and many few others that we trust that are telling you to get prepared. We are living in that very hour that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24. Yet the church is still asleep. Yet the world's asleep. We're watching the fulfillment of That's Matthew right. 24. And not only are we seeing all these natural disasters, but Mondo, we're seeing potential wars with major first world countries. Listen to this headline. Nuclear war is the inedible conclusion of the Ukrainian invasion, warns Russia general who wrote the nation's war Bible. There's mm -hmm. another one. Reports spying fears after Chinese nationals caught entire U.S. sites 100 plus times. I mean, I can go down the list of What's happening right now, what we need to watch for and pray against this is the meeting between Russia and North Korea. Hmm. I think one of the keys is going to be North Korea is going to get power of nuclear weapons that are going to be tested. And some people, a lot of experts are calling for North Korea to be the, the what they call the scapegoat hmm. for Russia, right? That's right? So watch North Korea closely. They're meeting uh, Vladimir Putin is meeting with the uh, head of North Korea, developing, of course, nuclear weapons. And, and if they get in the hands of North Korea, I can tell you that they are not afraid to using them. And they are aiming straight for the United States. Mm. Pastor Chris Reed, America is at the tipping point of going to war with Russia. Do you see Russia making moves that we should be concerned about? Absolutely. You know, I have... Um, I actually, in, 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 uh, the fall of 2021 started saying that, uh, the Lord was showing me there, there was an invasion coming from Russia into Ukraine and also China, uh, into Taiwan, that there would be some sort of military action. And I think, um, what I have seen is, is in the form of war, that there would be some sort of tipping point that that you you know you use that word and it really resonated with me 
some sort of like dirty bomb or something. I didn't see particularly, uh, this is just what I saw. I, I saw like a dirty bomb of some sorts. Uh, not so much nuclear, but a dirty bomb that was being used because of the frustrations that Putin cannot make the progress. I mean, obviously, this has been an embarrassment to Putin. <clears throat> he's losing favor in his nation. I mean, he's having to kill off people that were leading insurrections within the nation. Um, now, here's the bad part. I, I think that I think Putin's days are numbered, and I've seen that as well. But whoever replaces him could be worse than him, which does not bode well for America. And I do believe there will be at some point a, a major uh, war um, between the United States uh, and Russia. But it won't be the military because you can see the, the Russian military if it can't fight the Ukrainian military, I'm talking the army and such, there's no way they could stand up against the U.S. Army. It would be nuclear war. And I'm afraid that's what this could ultimately, this Russian and um, North Korean uh, alliance, this almost like the, you know, to use George W. Bush's words in the early 2000s, he, call, he referred to an axis of evil. Well, you're starting to see a new one form with North Korea and Iran and, and Russia. And so I'm very concerned about it. I'm concerned about uh, the instability of, of Putin. I think what I saw in a vision clearly that there was a time where I think Putin was actually making some stands that were right. Now, of course, he's always kind of he's always been corrupt, but. He took a solid stand against a lot of the immorality coming into to Russia. But what the Lord showed me was there was a spiritual vacuum that was created in his life. And, I, and I've since found out who that was. And he turned to the occult. And when he turned to the occult, it led him into a, a insanity that has caused him to start this war to continue it to rage on, even though it, they're at a stalemate. It's not making progress. The only reason why he's keeping this war going is because if he makes any successions, his own people will oust him. Remember I said this, Putin's own people will turn it. It'll be like he will come back and he will realize that those within his inner circle uh, have lost confidence in him, but but it would just be just as dangerous who, whoever his replacement will be. And so this is a real major crisis, and they're taking advantage of this window of weakness because they know the current U.S. administration is weak, and with the Afghanistan pullout and the catastrophe that was, players like Xi Jinping, uh, Kim Jong-un, and Vladimir Putin feel emboldened because of weak administration. This is why America has to remain the super military power, because when we have strong presidents like our former one, these actors weren't doing these wars. There were no wars being created or started. But when there's weak administrations and a weak projection of American strength, this is what happens. Chris, listen to this headline about fell over my chair. 
Russia's defense chief warning of dirty bomb provocation. Hmm. Wow. wow. Exactly what you had prophesied. Wow. If there was yeah, ever time stamped. Yes. At the end of 2022, I, I shared that publicly. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're, you're right on. And I want to tell you something. We are at that tipping point, Ricky. The Bible prophecy, God is using men and women of God to warn its people, to warn the land. to war That means whether you believe in God or not, you need to hear these warnings because these provocations are likely to be followed through by people from North Korea, Iran, and listen, one of the key things, Ricky, that you're about to ask, an important question, is God's time clock is always pointed back to Israel. That's right. Chris, you have uh, 38 prophecies for 2023 and beyond. We have them here. We've just been digesting them. But one of the things you have here, speaking of nuclear facilities, is this. Number 26, it says, I saw a sudden airstrike from Israel against Iran, and the target will be a nuclear development facility in Iran. Benjamin Netanyahu's leadership will strengthen Israel's resolve to defend themselves from the growing threat of the Iranian government. We see that Israel is God's time clock. So let's watch this report yeah. from Israel on uh, CBN as Israelis seek security in a wave of terror. And then, Chris, I'd like for you to respond to this. This year, terrorists have already murdered 34 Israelis. Most of these attacks have taken place in the West Bank, which is biblical Judea and Samaria. We are facing something like uh, 200, around 200 alerts every day for terrorism, the intelligence uh, radar. We have witnessed over 200 tribes of terror acts. And of course, the rate of fatalities is the highest uh, in, in the last few years. Reserve Major General Israel Ziv says those carrying out these attacks are mainly young people in their 20s. He adds, while they may not be part of organized terror groups like Hamas and Islamic Jihad, those groups are smuggling weapons, ammunition, and money into Palestinian areas. This equipment finds itself to the hands of those youngsters, and by the internet, they find all the instructions how to carry terror attack on vehicles or on uh, the settlements or all kinds of options that they have. And it's up to their decision, you know, to, to take the act. Ziv says this often makes it harder for Israel to track planned attacks. Adding to this chaos is the growing weakness of the governing Palestinian Authority. We see that they are more uh, busy within themselves. Most of them are, are corrupted. They are dealing with, with personal businesses and personal issues, and they are not running cities and the situation in the streets. While Israel mounted a major military offensive in July, Jewish community leaders in Judea and Samaria are calling on their government to take tougher action. There's a relationship here as if each terror attack is a one-time event. They're relating to terror like there's an attack and then another attack and then another. It's simply not right. We have a full war here. What we have is a real threat. And we came here to say to our government that we demand to go to war. We want to win this war. We demand that the government of Israel takes action against these terrorists, like the U.S. and Britain would take action against terrorists that are firing rockets and shooting at women and children that travel on the roads. Many attacks are happening along Route 60, known as the Way of the Biblical Patriarchs, traveled by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Many of the Jewish settlements, which much of the world considers illegal, 
are established there today. We're building on the land that's ours. We aren't confiscating land. We're building in places that we bought or that belong to the country. We're doing it according to the law. Council leader Shlomo Neeman questions how foreign governments can try to stop Jews from building houses in biblical Judea. This thing is also given a tailwind to terror, and it backs up the Palestinian Authority. Council leader Israel Gantz calls on the international community to shift its focus to helping fight the terrorism. We must fight with the terror, and we want to, uh, uh, to thank for our friends, for all the world, that support the fighting in the terror, because we all know the terror can start here and grow for all over the world. America, we must stand with Israel. Yes, Church, yeah. we must stand behind our sister Israel as these days come. Pastor Chris, Israel is coming more and more under threat. How do you believe a war in Israel would affect the global economy? Well, you know, the disastrous pullout of Afghanistan will create a vacuum, okay? And what it's going to do it's going to continue this, as that news report said, the radicalization of young men by groups such as Hezbollah and ISIS and other groups that are very much anti-Israel, uh, very much against the Jews. Um, they don't believe the Jewish people have a right to the land of Israel. And so the reason why I think that we're, we're going to see this acceleration, just like everything else is seemingly accelerating simultaneously, is because there is a building, mounting frustration within Israel, as we've seen them almost on the brink of themselves of a civil war, but also we, we see the frustration of, of the constant attack. I was over there last year and prayed at the Gaza Strip at the southern border, and I and I saw the intensity of the fear of the people that were there. They were constantly, almost constantly on guard. And I, and I would just say this: it would not only affect the economy; it would affect, um, it would affect oil. It would affect a lot of things uh, because everything's centered around that piece of the world. Remember what Jesus said in Luke twenty-one. He said that in that the Jerusalem would be trodden down until the times of the Gentiles would be fulfilled. In other words, Jerusalem would be trodden down or controlled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles were fulfilled. But when was that? 1967. The Six-Day War, the Jews took back control of Jerusalem for the first time in over 1,900 years. So what does that tell us? Since 1967 until now, we've been in this awkward transitionary period. Think of all the bizarre changes we've seen culturally, technologically from 1967 until now. We've been in that transition from the times of the Gentiles until the times of returning back to his covenant and, and a nation being saved in a day at the second coming when the blindness that has been in part to Israel for the sake of the gospel coming to the Gentiles, we now as the church are responsible to pray and to preach the gospel and to provoke the Gentiles to jealousy so that, that the Jews themselves will receive Jesus as their Messiah and will cry out as they see him, as he shows the wounds, the nail scars in his hands, and they'll say, our God for whom we've waited.
And so they will see and receive him. And that will be that. That's why right since 67 till now, it's been so awkward in this tension, this feeling, because the end of the Gentile age and God turning back to the natural Jew. That's why we sense this constant uncertainty because we're in a transitionary period. That's right. And we see the enemy against Israel trying to create chaos. Now we see chaos has started to break out worldwide. How do we pray against the spirit of lawlessness that we are seeing in our nation? Yeah. Well, Jesus said that the because of the iniquity or lawlessness, uh, the love of many would wax cold. And so there has just been a, you know, since that same period, think about back to the 60s, what was going on in America? Rebellion against the establishment, rebellion against society. You know, the, you think of the, the, the Vietnam War and the burning the American flags, then this respect towards our soldiers. Something began around that time period that instilled a resistance and a disrespect to authority and the way things have, have been in the sense of morality and, and, and natural affinity and, 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 and marriage and all of these things, respect for authority. And it seems like there has just, as I shared yesterday, I think in the program, 2020, the Lord allowed for a season, this principality of extremism and all of these radical ideologies that we're seeing played out in education, in media, in arts and entertainment, in, in, in Hollywood, what we're seeing playing out with these polarization of this radicalization in education and entertainment, and not just that, but in, in, in racism and, you know, Ethnicity against ethnicity. Ethnos is the word where it says nation will rise against nation in Matthew 24. So we are seeing the extremes, even in our own nation. Let me just say, I'll finish with this uh, part. Republican and Democrat, right? Neither party's perfect. But there used to be, whether you're Republican or Democrat, just basically depended on how you spent the money, how they, you know, which party prioritized how the money was spent. One one party maybe just believed in a little less spending and one party believed in a little bit more. Now, there is such a radical division that it's no longer just about how you spend the money. It's about what your definition of what a male or a female is. Whether you believe in Judeo-Christian values or you're totally secular. I mean, the the polars have been released and that's got something to do and let me just say let me say this too i think that this principality of extremism and we'll, we'll see it in radical islam as well it has been released since 2020 and the lord is going to allow it to bring this thing to a culminative head and that's where ultimately light will prevail against darkness but it's going to be a it's going to be a rough road in between now and then, but we will overcome and prevail as long as we stay in that secret place connected with the Lord and the body of Christ. Amen. Pastor Chris, we see churches closing their ears to this, though. How, how do we prepare the church for these difficult times? Well, the, the Apostle Paul predicted this. He said, evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. And he said that even in those days, they would, not, they would receive not a love of, uh, of the truth, 
and that they would be turned over to a reprobate mind to believe a lie and be damned, and that they would heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears and and to tell them what they want to hear. And, and here's the problem. In America for so long, there's, you know, there's been such a, this, we've conflated Christianity with the American dream. Now, please don't understand me, misunderstand me. I'm an American. I love America. I believe in capitalism, free markets. But, but some of the gospel, the modern American gospel has been conflated with the American dream. In other words, We've believed and been told, don't accept a message unless it, you, it prospers you or unless it makes your life better or unless everything goes your way. And if, and if, that's, if there's message of judgment or a warning of impending judgment, God's not into that. That's the Old Testament God. We hear these kind of themes being propagated in a lot of Christianity that has gotten so far out of balance that they only will tell the people what brings in money. And this is why, you know, we support uh, Pastor Jim and Lori and the PTL network. And we, we love and value you guys because you're not compromising. And we need solid voices that will stand together, not alone, but together and say, we cannot back up. We can't give another inch. We've got to stand on the truth of God's word. Whether we lose people, or not. The fact is, is there's just not everybody's going to receive a love for the truth. We've got to find that seed of God in the earth that's looking for the truth, and they're looking. They're a child of God, right? That they they are not that God determines whether we go to heaven or hell, but God has chosen them, and they haven't responded yet. We've got to find the sheep instead of trying to convert the goats. That's a good wow, word. That's a good Amen. Word. Amen. You know what? The PTL Television Amen. Network, we love you, Pastor Chris Reed. We love having your program on our PTL Network. But it's important that if you want to continue to see the PTL Network broadcasting worldwide as well as on video on demand, we need your support. We need you to stand with us as we stand with you bringing the gospel every single day. And Nana, we have great ways to being able to do that. Yes, that's right, Ricky. I do want to announce, and this is an official announcement, yes. we have been working on easier ways for you to give. Amen. And so that's something that as Ricky and I, we've been behind the scenes working through all the operations of the ministry. Um, we really started taking a look at what are ways that we can diversify. After everything we've gone through, the Lord has given us wisdom to show us different ways that our partners can join us, can support us. And so one of the brand new ways that we have for you to be able to support and join with us is by going to our website, jimbakershow.com, and you're going to click on that donate button. You'll see that, or you can call the toll-free number as well. But yes. when you click on that donate button, we've partnered with Tithely, and that allows you to give your tithes as well as your offering, and you get to choose. It's very easy, which we love, but you get to choose That's whether right. you want to give um, one a one-time donation or an ongoing monthly gift to partner with our ministry and the voice of the prophets. And so you can do that by going to jimbakershow.com. Click on that donate button. It's a brand new way of giving. It's so easy to help you so that you can stand with us. You know, Ricky, I brought out, um, and I just felt led, you know, every time that I've been sitting here, I'm like, Lord, 
what do you want for the future of this ministry? Where are yes. we going, God? I always bring out dad's mission statement that he created when we relaunched the ministry, even whenever we were little kids, That's right. you know, and one of the missions that you're standing with here at Morningside Church, when you partner with us, it says, this is what dad wrote. His mission statement is an entire page long. <laughs> That's right. But dad says here, our mission is to teach the Bible and to teach others to minister the word of God and to teach them how to use all means to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ and how to spread the good news of the gospel around the world. We will build churches, schools, television studios, housing, and other buildings to house the ministry and all reaches, all outreaches from this ministry here at Morningside, including homes to save unborn babies. Amen. You know what's amazing about this? Dad wrote this mission statement when he came back on television, and he wrote to save a home to save unborn babies. Well before Lori's house. Well was... before Lori's house was ever even thought of. That's he right. knew what mom had gone through. Mom had a desire. Lori Baker, she had a desire in her heart to build a home that she would one day be able to partner with you to help save unborn babies. That's and right. just this week, Ricky, we had our Lori's house reunion and we were yes. able to see those babies come yes. back together. They're now toddlers, but that is what you're doing when you stand with our ministry. You're helping the gospel to go out, the truth, the uncensored, unashamed gospel. That's right. You're helping us to save babies and all the outreaches. We're launching our discipleship program to reach young people. And so we want to thank you. But you can join us by going to our website and partnering with us as you donate there through Tithely. Or you can also call our toll-free number 1-888-988-1588. And let the operator know that you want to become a monthly, a monthly supporter to help this ministry. $10 a month, $30 a month, whatever it is that you feel led to give. But do something to support us, to stand with us. Amen. And with the PTL Television Network, you will get wonderful shows like Prophetic Chronicles with Pastor Chris Reed. We want to thank him for being on today. Yeah. We'll also get shows like Life with Lori and The Mondo Show. Come on, you have thank a great you. program on The Mondo Show. <laughs> thank you. We love having you guys watch The Jim Baker Show. Thank you for tuning in with us. And remember that God really does love you. Until next time. We want to thank you for your prayers and support. We would not be able to be here without you. If you want to see more from us and our family, go to watchjimbakershow.com. 